You mentioned three goals that you had for the department and your time here in Savannah. One of those was to operate the department with maximum fiscal and operational efficiency. Do you feel that you've achieved that here over your time? I, I do. I do. I think we've done a great job of, you know, using the resources and being responsible for the resources that have been appropriated for us. And I think we've made great strides with the resources that have been provided to us. What specifically have you asked and gotten from council that has helped um, the department achieve its missions and goals? Well, I think if you look at some of the technology improvements we've had, um, you know, from expanding ShotSpotter to expanding camera systems, to even some of the things that have made the officers' um, jobs easier for them, things like electronic ticket citations and, you know, moving our internal investigations um, to an electronic format, um, using the electronic format so the officers can do a better job of communicating with each other, electronic fingerprint readers. Um, I think a lot of things that council has provided to us has really helped to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the department. And they haven't been shy about saying that they want you and the department to have all the resources that you need to address crime and, and crime issues in the community, right? Well, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we, we've had great budget support. Uh, we did not go through the defund the police era. Um, you know, we've continued to be able to maintain a high level of budget support from our elected officials, and we appreciate that. Another goal that you listed then was to continue community partnerships. And I know you've been really big on establishing those and developing programs, uh, even inviting citizens in to help form uh, policy with the CARES Committee. Can you talk about that over your time here and, and how that's developed and, and grown, in your opinion? Well, building on the foundation of strengthening our community partnerships and relationships was a uh, big goal for me. Um, and I think we have and continue to do an excellent job of continuing to strengthen our relationships and partnerships with not just members of our community, uh, you know, also faith-based members, uh, service providers, uh, community groups. I mean, we're at all the neighborhood community meetings, um, even building a stronger relationship and partnership with members of the media. Um, I think we've done a great job in that area. And of course, it starts at the top, Sean. Anytime that I'm available, I try and get out there and I'm out there with members of the department, showing members of the community that strong commitment, but also showing that strong leadership to members of the department that if I expect them to be out there and I expect them to be out there building those strong relationships and partnerships, then I, it just should be expected of me to be out there with them. Um, I was out at a community event last Saturday over in Yamacraw Village with you know, members of the department and members of the community and we had a great time out there. What's been the reception, I guess, for folks? Because you get to see uh, those residents in, in really uh, horrible times, but then also in uh, moments that are uh, lighter and that you have that opportunity to, to really level and, and talk with them and hear their concerns, but also enjoy some fun moments, right? Well, you know, I think it's important that the community knows and sees that the department cares um, at all levels and it starts at the top. Um, I respond to as many crime scenes as I can. Um, I'm there to comfort the, the victims, the family members, the community members, uh, but I also think that it's important for the community members to know that they have a chief who's approachable, uh, that they have a police chief um, who is receptive to issues and concerns that are going on, 
and a police chief that they know that at any point in time they can have a conversation with. I have conversations with members of our community when I'm out and about in the community or whether I'm on a crime scene or whether I'm at a community meeting. And I know talking to some community members, um, it's been a while. It had been a while since they had had that actual face-to-face -face contact on a regular basis with the chief. Um, and I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to do that. The third point that you really wanted to focus on when you first came here was uh, addressing crime and also the fear of crime in the community. Do you feel that you've achieved that goal? Well, that's, that continues to be a work in progress, Sean. You know, if you look at our stats from last year, you know, of course, the men and women of Savannah Police Department did a great job and a lot of hard work and dedication in reducing violent crime um, by 8% in the city when you saw violent crime around the country continue to increase. Um, of course, we have faced some challenges this year, uh, but if you look at our crime rate and you look at the hard work that men and women of the Savannah Police Department continue to do on a daily basis, I'm extremely proud of what they continue to do. Now, we all realize that the crime issue is not just something that's going to be solved exclusively by the police department. We've talked about a whole of government approach and we're also talking about a whole of community approach. Um, I think that we were making great strides in really addressing it by bringing on the Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement. I think that's going to be a, a huge um, benefit for us in addressing crime and crime issues. But we also look forward to continuing to strengthen our partnership with members of our community, whether that be community of faith members, the education sector, service providers. Uh, we've all been coming to the table collectively to see what can we do to continue to address the level of crime in our community? And violent crime to that point has been trending down, total violent crime since 2019. Homicides, however, have gone up and that tends to be the focal point for people when they have family members, loved ones, friends dying out there because of gun violence largely, they don't feel that as a success or they don't necessarily see that total reduction, right? And that's understandable. I mean, any loss of life is a very tragic and traumatic situation uh, for the individual and for their family members and for members of our community. And we understand that. Um, a lot of these things, um, unfortunately, have been situations beyond our control. Uh, but, you know, I'm really proud of the outstanding work that our investigators do in really getting on top of these cases, um, making arrests, having a high clearance rate. Um, and although you can never really bring closure uh, for these families, at least they know that there's a level of accountability uh, that's involved in these cases. So the investigative side, also the, the government side, Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement, uh, you've also pursued um, the Cure Violence Global initiative. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and where we are with bringing that team in and getting some direction from them? Well, that program now is being run out of the Community Services Department, um, and it's also being run in conjunction with the Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement. I think they're real close to getting that program up and running, which I think is going to be a tremendous benefit for our community. Um, it's something that we've been working on for quite some time and something I started talking about a couple of years ago. Uh, we've seen a tremendous impact uh, at that programs like Cure Violence Global and Violence Interrupters have had around the country. And we're really looking forward to seeing uh, what type of impact it will have here in Savannah. 
What other initiatives, programs, have you gotten off the ground in your time here that will continue beyond your tenure with the department? Well, you know, I think the big ones are not just inter internal, but external. I think when you look internally, seeing what we can do to enhance um, the level of communication within the organization with members of our communicate with members of our department we have five business improvement teams that we're bringing on board to address anything from recruitment and retention to communication to health and wellness um, to technology and i think having those teams in place and allowing members of the department to be involved in those teams and have a voice i think is great um, i think when you look at things like the new pay plan that's being put in place enhancements like um, establishing a lateral entry uh, program. I think those are gonna be very beneficial. We continue to look at the future of technology for our department. In the very near future, we'll be bringing on a new computer-aided dispatch system. And then sometime next year, we'll have a new records management system, uh, which is long overdue. I think when you look on the external side, continuing to strengthen our relationship and partnerships with members of our community. Uh, we have a community group that we meet with regular, or several community groups that we meet with regularly. One of them is called UCAN, our United Community Action Network, uh, which is comprised of members of the community of faith, community leaders, community organizations, service providers, where we get together on a monthly basis and kind of talk about issues and concerns going on in the community. I look at my business advisory group, um, individuals that I meet with in the business community that we meet with on a regular basis. We even look at our Chatham County Police Chiefs group where we meet on a monthly basis and talk about issues and concerns going on. So I think those are some of the things that I anticipate will continue and will assist in strengthening not just the Savannah Police Department but our community as a whole. I know the development teams we spoke about in this room uh, a number of months ago. What progress or inroads have they been able to make? Because that's another thing you've dealt with in your time here are issues being brought up by members of the department. Uh, their, I guess, issues that they have with leadership, but what progress has been made there in the months since we last talked? Well, I think they're making a lot of progress. Um, I believe they're at the point now where they're starting to roll out some things as part of the development of those groups. I think you'll be hearing very soon about some of the things that are coming for members of the department in the area of health and wellness. Um, I think you're seeing some new uniform recommendations that have already been rolled out for members of the department. Uh, we've already looked at establishing groups to enhance the level of communication in the department at all levels. Uh, you've already seen some, some things that have already been put in motion from the recruitment and retention team as far as pay and lateral entry programs. Um, and then we're looking at some of the things that we're getting ready to roll out in the area of technology enhancements. Uh, one of them was just approved by council and that's the um, new body-worn camera uh, program, um, enhancement for the body-worn camera program. So we're already seeing some things really come about as part of the business improvement team, and, and it's very exciting to see those things. One thing, Chief, a huge challenge that I'm sure you did not anticipate having to deal with in your time here, the pandemic. I wanna ask how that really shaped and formed your approach uh, in your leadership of this department and, and what challenges you were able to overcome, but still linger? Well, I mean, it was, it was a huge challenge, not just for us, but for law enforcement agencies all around the country. Um, I think it, you know, unfortunately or fortunately provided an opportunity for us to step back and kind of take a look at how we were delivering certain levels of service within the organization. Um, it provided us with the opportunity to 
um, establish a remote report center uh, where people can call in and officers could take reports remotely. Uh, but it also provided us with an opportunity to look at the types of calls for service that we were going on and whether those types of calls for service really required a police response. And you know, bringing on our community resource officers and allowing non-sworn members to go out and be able to take reports that police officers don't necessarily need to respond to, I think was also uh, something that you know, was a great enhancement for us. Um, but also, you know, looking at the members of the department, uh, we had several members of our department that unfortunately were infected with the virus. And, you know, we realized that, you know, it, it initially caused some staffing issues or concerns with us. And I'm extremely proud of the way other members of the Savannah Police Department stepped up and continued to go out there and continue to fill that, that space for all officers and department members, whether they were sworn or non-sworn, who were out and continue to work strong as a team and go out and continue to move the department forward and continue to get the work done. In the midst of all that, you also had a national movement that really examined the policies and procedures of police and how they interact with members of the community. And you, uh, I remember in one of the marches, were, were present. You were there and, and showing that leadership. Talk about how important it was for you to, to be a part of that and, again, what things have been implemented as a result of that national conversation. Well, it, it was very important for us to make sure that we were available to not just hear the issues and concerns for members of our community and those who were involved in those events, uh, but also to be able to communicate with them and to address and to, to really discuss issues or concerns like that. Um, whether it's in an indoor sit-down session or whether we were walking down the street, it provided an opportunity for us to have a level of communication that maybe we would not have had before. Uh, you know, we're very fortunate in the fact that we looked at some of the issues and concerns that were coming up nationwide regarding police policies and procedures. You know, we were already way ahead of the curve. When you look at those certificates on the wall there, it shows that the Savannah Metropolitan Police Department has been a, an accred nationally accredited agency, both nationally and state accredited, for years. We still abide by national and state accreditation policies. So we were way ahead of the curve in terms of some of the other um, adjustments or modifications that other agencies had to make to their policies. Uh, we had a couple of things that were brought to our attention that we looked at that fortunately uh, we were able to address during policy revisions, but there wasn't a wholesale or a whole uh, policy revision that we had to do for our department. Right, eight is not enough, right? Or eight isn't enough, that was- Eight can't wait. Eight can't wait, yeah. thank you. Um, also wanna ask uh, now kind of moving forward um, with your nomination uh, to the U.S. Marshal position here in Savannah. I, I want to know how that came to be first off. Was that something that you uh, saw an opportunity and raised a hand and said, hey, I'm interested? Or was it something that one of our elected leaders approached you, uh, one of our U.S. Senators perhaps? Well, I, I was approached um, by one of the elected leaders and inquired if I would be interested in taking a look at the opportunity. Um, and I did some research and decided that uh, I would take a look at it. And 
I just consider myself fortunate and blessed enough to be able to progress through that process to the point where I've even gotten a nomination. What's next in that uh, step? I know we're the confirmation hearing, obviously. is. Do you know or have you heard and gotten any indication as to when that will be? I have not. I have not. So that's the next step. So I'm just waiting to see what happens with that next step. But I'm very excited about the nomination process. I'm, I'm very excited about the confirmation process. And I really look forward to the appointment and being able to move to that next level and still be able to really serve this community at a higher level and what I believe would, would be uh, greater resources. And you'll know the territory, uh, especially a big part of it. Uh, how do you envision your leadership style or, or, or what your priorities will be? How will that change or shift or will it when you, assuming, get confirmed for that role? I can't answer that one yet, Sean. I mean, unfortunately, I don't know everything that that new position would involve right now. So I'd have to kind of wait until I get there and kind of see, you know, what the nuances are for the duties and responsibilities. But what I can promise Savannah is that in whatever role, whatever capacity that I'll be serving in, in that particular position, um, I will still make sure that our services um, are available for the Savannah community. Final thing here, Chief. I do want to ask what advice you would have for your successor, whoever the city manager uh, deems fit to lead this department. Well, you know, the goal of, you know, the head of any organization when they come in is to leave an organization better than you found it. Um, and I believe that I have done that in several areas. Um, I'm very excited about the future of the Savannah Police Department. I think if you look at the command staff and the promotions that we've made, um, I think if you look at some of the first line supervisors uh, that have been promoted, um, I think you'll see an excellent leadership and management team uh, that will really be involved in setting the future for the Savannah Police Department. Uh, the best advice I can give the new chief is kind of, you know, what was given to me when I came in. Um, you know, make sure that you take care of Savannah. You take care of the men and women of the Savannah Police Department. You do the best job you can of providing them with the resources, the equipment, the training that they need. And love Savannah, and Savannah will love you back. To that point, over the, the past three years and change that you've been here, um, is there anything, and they say hindsight's 2020, is there anything you would have done differently? You know, looking back, um, I can say that, you know, I was fortunate and blessed enough to take over an outstanding organization with outstanding people um, who go out there and do an outstanding job on a daily basis. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, I never had a bad day as a Savannah Police Department. I, you know, still to this day, I've always been the first person in the building and usually the last person to leave. So I leave here with my head held up high, uh, knowing that I had a very great, very, I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to lead one of the greatest law enforcement agencies in this country. So I look back on nothing negative that, that has ever occurred, whether it's words or anything else. Um, I look back at the work um, in the effort that the men and women of the Savannah Police Department put in on a daily basis. And you find very few law enforcement agencies around the country who deal with some of the challenges that we deal with here in Savannah and looking at the resources that we have and still go on and go out and do 
um, what they need to do on a daily basis. So I'm extremely proud to sit back and say that I served as the police chief for the Savannah Police Department.